Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport, Anzac Day style. Now, as we all know, Anzac Day is a day of remembrance and reverence for those who sacrificed their lives defending our country so many years ago. But it's also the only day of the year we get to do this. Coming Spinner. Two up. The traditional Aussie gambling game where people bet against one another about how two coins will fall. And it's illegal all year round. Except, of course, on Anzac Day. And with that in mind, today on the scorecard, we present the greatest Aussie sporting twos. We make a friend pair, don't we? Today, the best pairs, the top twosomes, the iconic Aussie duos we've produced in our long storied sporting history. And before we start the countdown, let me just say. This was Mission Impossible. Narrowing down the five greatest pairings in sport when there have been so many was a thankless task, which left me balled up in the corner wondering why I even bothered to do this podcast. So I hope you enjoy it. It was number five. The Sydney Olympics in 2000 was, as described by then IOC boss Juan Antonio Samarach, the greatest Olympic Games ever. And they were, still are. And they also saw perhaps the greatest Olympic moment in Australian history, when Cathy Freeman defied expectation and ran 400 metres to victory, carrying the hopes of an entire country on her shoulders. Sounds like a lot of work. And that's why the moment was so iconic. But such was the shine of Cathy that another Australian golden moment from those games was somewhat overshadowed. We knew we couldn't out-train the Brazilians. They had way more volleyball hours than we had. And we had to find something else. And the one thing everybody can do is train their mind. Aussie beach volleyballers Natalie Cook and Kerry Potas were competing at their second Olympics as a pair, having lost in the semifinals in Atlanta four years earlier. But at their home Olympics, the pair fought their way through to the final against the world champion Brazilian team of Sheldon Betty and Adriana Bajar. And then in the final, on the sands of Bondi Beach, Aussie sporting history. The Beatty. The Podhast and Cook pairing won't soon be forgotten. I'm number four. I'm number four. No, you're not. These two are. Wicks down the middle. Kings will dream at the 100. It's getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home. Wicks over the top. Ice is too good for Carpeter. Wicks has won it by a leak. Winks, the super mayor of Australian racing, four-time horse of the year, the world's top-ranked turf horse twice, rated the world's best racehorse in 2018. She's got statues of her at racetracks in Sydney and Melbourne. There's a grandstand named after her at Royal Ramwick. Hell, she's got her face on a stamp. Look at me. I'm a stamp. And Winks is deserving of it all. But all those wins, all of that success was done in partnership with this guy. I have to be very aware when I'm on her. And, you know, the reality is horses racing against her now have nothing to lose. And they can throw everything at the well, so to speak, to try and bring her to mind. Hugh Bowman, the jockey who had the best seat in the house, steering the Supermare through the field for 29 straight victories, 32 wins overall, including a never-to-be-repeated four Cox plates. With over $20 million in prize money, this horse and hoop pairing had to be on the list. Number three. Before we had the special case. The future of doubles tennis is now. The show must go on. What a performance from Kokonakis and Kyrgios. We had these two. He's got it. And they've done it. Mark Woodford and Todd Woodbridge, a.k.a. the Woodies. Oh, hey, great name. But it's not just the name. It's the record which has earned this pair a spot on the list. 
The ATP doubles team of the year five times, 61 tour victories, 11 Grand Slam titles, including a record six Wimbledon titles, and an Olympic gold medal to boot. I love gold! And in 1999, they also helped deliver Australia its first Davis Cup title in 13 years. So yeah, they make the list. Number two. Now this is tricky, because Australian cricket has seen many iconic pairings. Warner McGrath, Hayden and Langer, David Boone and a can of VB. I like beer. But at the end of the day, I had to make a decision as to which cricketing duo was most deserving of a spot on this particular list, and I settled on these two. Lily's pounding down like a machine. But, oh, he's got Shirley in there. And that's a wicket that Australia needed, and a great one for Dennis Lilly. It's gone. Beautifully bowled. A fine spell of bowling from Thompson. He beat Alan Land. All ends up. Dennis Lilly and Jeff Thompson, the firebrand Australian fast bowling partnership that frankly scared the sh out of batting lineups throughout world cricket for over a decade. Tomo brought the slingshot action and record breaking speed, while Lilly brought the chest hair and the swagger. An incomparable partnership that delivered 555 test wickets and cemented Australia as a cricketing superpower. Who's number one? Okay, it is time to reveal the greatest two in Australian sporting history. It's going to be Australia two. They are going to win it. Stand up, Australia. Stand up, Australia. And give these boys a cheer. We are looking for the smoke at any moment. They're about to do it. They're about to cross the line. They make a final move. The greatest Australian sporting two is, of course, Australia two. The boat that did what had never been done before and defeated America in the great sailing race, the America's Cup. No one can accuse Australia two of doing it the easy way, but then the Americans did hold the America's Cup for 132 years, and it has taken Australia no fewer than seven challenges to wrest it from the firm grasp of the New York Yacht Club. In 1983, skipper John Bertrand and the famous wing keel ended the 132-year reign of the New York Yacht Club in the world's most famous sailing race, delivering owner Alan Bond and the country one of its most memorable sporting moments. And of course, it led to this immortal line from then Australian Prime Minister, Bob Hawke. I tell you what, any boss who sacks anyone for not turning up today is a bum. I hope you've enjoyed this two-up-themed Anzac Day special edition of The Scorecard, wherever you are and however you're spending the day, lest we forget. Listener.